You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, at LJ Fastball is my Twitter handle. Today is Wednesday, August the 19th, and today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Well, the Cardinals lost an absolute tough game yesterday, 6-3 the final. Uh, Cubs winning against the Cardinals. The Chicago Cubs improved to 15-7. Meanwhile, the Cardinals fall to 5-6. and six. Plain and simple, that was a frustrating game. Uh, there's really no other way to describe it. It was, I mean, you could, you could say it was brutal. It was, it was atrocious. It was, it was long. At the end of the day, it's one of those games that it was frustrating, but it's over, got to move on, and play the next day. It's going to be tough, and you're going to have to learn some things from this game. There were a lot of key situations that the Cardinals just did just failed to execute on, plain and simple. So I'm going to kind of give my overall thoughts on the game first and then kind of go um, vaguely inning by inning, kind of situation by situation, give my thoughts on it and the Cardinals' lack of ability to execute. I'll also preview the doubleheader coming up today against the Chicago Cubs. Um, and then tonight, uh, tonight on Wednesday after the game, be sure to listen for a live post-game show with me and Sean, host of Locked on Cubs. But Without further ado, let's talk about the frustration of a game that was last night. You start things off with Ponce de Leon and you, Darvish. And, you know, Ponce de Leon didn't look terrible, but, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in depth in a little bit, you had three walks from him in three innings, and the control just wasn't there. We had that problem in Minnesota as well, but he struck out seven. So you see the upside in the seven Ks, see the downside in the three walks and the two earned runs in just three and a third innings, and he threw 79 pitches in those three and a third innings. So Ponce, I think that he's got the potential to figure it out, but I think he's really opening the door for somebody like Carlos Martinez to get his starting spot back. And I know you say, whoa, 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 Lucas, he was really bad. I know that, but, you know, if Martinez can eat up four innings and give up one run instead of three innings and they only give up two, you know, which one are you going to go with? It's just a matter of who can, really, who can figure it out faster in this, you know, sprint of his 2020 season. So he, he looked okay, and then just overall, Darvish was just filthy tonight. I mean, give credit to where credit's due. He punched out seven Cardinals in six innings, one run on. He got out of a jam, uh, base-loaded jam in the fourth, I think it was. Gave up eight hits, so go inning by inning in a minute. Um, he was just filthy. Slider was good. Curveball was good. Fastball was good. It just wasn't a lot of hard-hit balls off of him. There weren't a lot of barrels um, off of you, Darvish, last night. So prop, props to you, Darvish, and his improvements after last year. So um, can't, you know. Yeah, some days pitchers are just going to have it, and tonight was one of those days for you, Darvish. Um, Cardinals were, you know, able to, to get nine hits. Is you know, I'll go ahead and start by situation by situation. Goldschmidt had three of those hits, all three singles, uh, by by your number three hitter, but he drove in drove in a run, so you can't complain there. Um, and you, you saw the really the big upside in the bottom of the first. You got Rizzo striking out swinging, Baez striking out swinging on th- uh, three quick pitches, and then you had Schwarber striking out swinging as well. Um, 
All three, I think, were on the fastball. Schwarber fastball, Baez fastball, and Rizzo on a, on a cutter. So both hard, uh, all various types of the fastball. And then the, the next three innings kind of go by pretty quietly. Cardinals are able to get um, two hunters on in the, the second, and then Weeders grinds into a double play. Cubs get a guy on in the bottom of the second with the walk, but it's really all all quiet, no real big noise until the third uh, when you got a home run by Ian Happ. He was able to take a, a fastball, pretty center cut for the most part, and put it in the seats in center. Happ has really just been kind of a thorn in the Cardinals' side all series long. He's he's played pretty well, and, and props to Ian Happ for you know kind of turning turning his season around from last year. He, uh, he kind of had a rough season last year, but the Cubs center fielder, Seems to have figured it out, hitting 313 to start the uh, start the season with uh, had five home runs coming coming into that, I believe, or that was his fifth. Couldn't well one one or the other. Um, let's see if I can find that here real quick. That was his fifth. So he's got five home runs. So Hap was able to you know get the Cubs on the board and kind of shake Ponce a little bit, and then you go to the fourth. This was where the momentum changed a lot. Um, he had a leadoff single by Goldschmidt, a double by Carpenter, Miller walks. Bases loaded. You think, hey, Dylan Carlson's up again with the bases loaded. He's got to get a hit sometime, right? Instead, he swings at the first pitch he sees, which I don't have a problem with, you know, generally speaking. But that's not that's not only time he does that tonight. We'll get into that in a bit. Carlson grounds into a force out. You know, nothing good happens. Fowler does the one, one of the two things you can't do in that situation. And he strikes out, and then Weeders does what the first two men should have done, and it's a fly ball in right field right at Jason Hayward. Bases loaded, nobody out. Major League Baseball team have to get at least one. I know Carlson's a rookie, but Fowler and Weeders are experienced enough hitters. You have to get one run there. That was a huge momentum swing. Not taking anything away from Darvish or the way he pitched, but you... Got to get a run that inning. Bottom of the fourth, Pot starts off with a walk, gives up a triple, and then strikes out Bodie, and then in comes Seth Elledge. I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's get a couple outs. Walks Carantini, walks Kipnis. But then props to Elledge. He's looked really good. Got Ian Happ called out on strikes, struck out Rizzo on a pitch right down the middle um, at 90, 95, I think it was. Yeah, 95. So, you know, and then you think, okay, momentum is back to St. Louis. And it, they proved that to be right. Took advantage of it. Uh, Wong got a single. Edmund grounded out, advancing uh, Wong to second because of a hit and run, which I really liked on the part by Mike Schilt. I don't think he managed the bullpen correctly tonight, but I loved the hit and run. In that fifth inning, to avoid the double play, to give Goldschmidt a chance with with a runner in scoring position, and then Goldie comes through. He takes a two-one little little cut fastball a little bit on the outside corner, or excuse me, on the inside part of the plate, inside-out swing, base hit to right field, two-to-one lead, cut in half. Here we go. So you think, all right, momentum is still on the Cardinals' side, and then Seth Ellis just didn't have it in the bottom half of the fifth. Yeah, I think the Cubs are, you know, you get enough tape on these young guys that don't have enough time to adjust, and if the league adjusts quick enough, they can get some runs like they did tonight. Baez with a double, and then Schwarber takes a 94-mile-an-hour pitch on the, you know, dead red and crushes it to right right field. One thing I loved about this home run was Javier Baez's reaction. <laughs> he just stood in between second and third base and just kind of watched that ball fly out of here, admiring the incredible home run that it was. Kind of took me back to 2015 when he hit the bomb off of Kevin Segrist, but that that was more of a nightmare than it was anything else. But <laughs> then uh, Ryan Messinger comes in, another you know guy making his debut. Might have been his second start, but guy making one of his two starts, first two uh, appearances rather. 
Gets a strikeout on Wilson Contreras. Strikes him out looking on a fastball. Um, just on the outside corner paint. Really good job. Walks Hayward, and then he gets a double play. So you think, okay, more, more momentum to the Cardinals' way. And they don't do a thing with it in the sixth. Strikeout for Miller. Fly out for Carlson. Strikeout for Fowler. And then, you know, the uh, bottom half of the, the sixth is eventful again. They get the first two outs. Um, does Messinger, and then he walks Hap. Rizzo singles. Baez walks, and then you bring in Jesus Cruz, and he strikes out Kyle Swarber on a, on a changeup in the dirt. So you think, okay, more momentum towards the Cardinals. So we go on to the seventh inning, and you have nothing going again. Weeders, strikeout. Bader, lineout. Wong, strikeout. Bottom half of the seventh, Cardinals don't take advantage, but the Cubs do. Cruz gets a strikeout. Great. Gives up three, two singles in a row and a double. And at this point, I just don't think Cruz should have been in there. Gives up a sacrifice fly to Kipnis. Gives up a walk to Hap. And then Abil Crispit comes in and gets Rizzo to fly out after a, a good at-bat. Uh, saw eight pitches, did Rizzo. But I think that that really, you know, the the inability to score at the bases load in the fourth inning really killed the Cardinals. But the inability to shut down the Cubs offense when you have a chance in the, in the fifth and the seventh uh, really killed them as well. But then you move on to the eighth. Uh, Edmund with lead, with a walk, Goldschmidt with a walk. You think, okay, Carpenter shingles on a line drive. Um, Goldschmidt is able to go to third, and then Miller walks. You have Carlson up with the bases loaded again. Fifth game, fourth time up in this situation. Again, swinging at the first pitch is Carlson. Don't have a problem with it at the hole, but he's 0 for 2 today with swinging at the first pitch, and this time he grounds into a double player, so at least a run scores. Then Fowler's hit by a pitch. Kisner struck out on a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. It could not have been more down the middle than it was. I like Kisner. I like Carlson. They had a rough game tonight. Don't take take this as me thinking, Lucas, you're such a pessimist. You're so negative. This was a frustrating game, and it was a negative game. I don't think there's any way around that. I'm excited for what the young guys can offer in terms of on the mound and in the batter's box, but they just didn't have it tonight, plain and simple. Uh, I think, you know, you can say what you will about Cruz being left in too long, but at the end of the day, you still got to get outs, and the offense just didn't have it at the plate. The, the, the Cardinal offense was, was two for nine with runners in scoring position. They left nine runners on base. Uh, I'll talk about pitching in, in just a moment uh, in terms of, you know, how the Cardinals could have pitched better in this game. But first, I want to tell you about something positive and a great opportunity to help Special Olympics Missouri. Right now, you have a chance to help support your Special Olympics Missouri program, plus be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. You can buy our raffle tickets between now and October 31st by going to somo.org slash raffle and click the green button to buy truck tickets generically. You get 20 bucks for five tickets and one free that connects Somo athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum online purchase. And you do not need to live in Missouri to win. So all of my out-of-state listeners, you can enter this as well. October 31st is the last date to enter for the truck, but don't wait till then. There are other awesome prizes along the way. Two trip prizes will be awarded during the raffle period to Branson and Las Vegas. You get one entry for every $40 of tickets purchased for the truck raffle. And if you win the trip raffle, you're still qualified for the truck raffle. Again, head to somo.org raffle and click on the green button to buy truck tickets generically. 20 bucks get you five tickets, one free for being awesome, and a chance to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck and more. RockAuto.com is a 
family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Cardinal pitching was unable to get the job done uh, last night, and I think a big part of that was was walks. Um, but again, before I talk about that, just uh, a reminder that tonight the uh, host of Locked On Cubs, Sean Sears, and I will be doing a live post-game show after the Cardinals and Cubs doubleheader, which is uh, going on today at 1.20, so be sure to listen to that. You can look at my Twitter, at uh, LJFastball, for more information on um, how to watch that live, and um, yes, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. But the Cardinal pitching today just just walked way too many batters, and that's been a theme all series long, really. And you know, you got to wonder if the 17-day layoff it might not be affecting the offense a lot. I mean, it, it I think that showed tonight, but you know, overall, I think that the offense has been pleasantly surprised. At least I have been pleasantly surprised by the offense. I'm confident enough to say that, but the control for the pitchers just just hasn't been there, um, you know. And we've seen that in certain situations. Yes, the pitching has been very good. I, I you know I know I've said that, not trying to contradict myself, but the walks is what I'm talking about. Game one, this uh, three game set so far, Cardinals only walked three in the win, but in the loss uh, they walked nine Cub batters, three in the first inning by Reyes, and then last night they walked eight more Cub batters. Uh, three by Ponce, two by Elledge, one by Messenger, and one by Cruz. That is just way too many walks to let score. Um, but, you know, uh, something good that you see out of this is inherited runners being scored. When a bullpen guy comes into the game, they get they get outs. One inherited runner for Elledge didn't score. Three for Cruz didn't store, score. Two for Chris Matt didn't score. Where you are seeing scoring are the walks. Walks will always come around to hurt you. Um, if you know, we take a back look. Obviously, the third inning, the home run by Hap wasn't on a walk, but the very next inning after you know, or before rather, the uh, Hayward triple Contreras walked. So I mean, that, that scores on a walk. And beyond just the scoring on walks, it, it's just taxing on the arm. You got you have a lot of outs to get here in the next couple of days with with you know, really all season with not a lot of off days coming up for St. Louis and a lot of a lot of arms to be used. Walks just add pitches to your pitch count. You you, you just simply can't have that. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it, it was an extremely frustrating game. I know I've said that a lot, but the, the most frustrating thing is when, when, at least for me, when you beat yourself. And I think when you walk people, you really beat yourself on the mound. Um, you know, cause if you, you know, you got, an, you have a good defense behind you. That's been proven. St. Louis, you know, last couple of years has been really good, really top of the line defense. Um, so you, you just got to let your defense work at the end of the day. But, 
enough about the negative game last night. I'm done talking about it. I hope um, we can take it for what it is, which is just a, a brutal game. And we, we can just you can just move on uh, after what was just a, a tough one to swallow. Because I'm very excited for today's first matchup. And that is because the Cardinals have their race on the hill, Jack Flaherty. It's coming. This is just a second start in three weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how long Schilt lets him go today. Uh, but he went seven innings, six strikeouts, and no walks in that start. Um, guys against uh, Flaherty do not have good numbers. Almora, two for eight with no home runs. Baez is hitting 083 and 12 at bats. Bodie's 0 for four. Bryant's uh, 111 and 18 at bats. Wilson Contreras is 211 and 19 at bats. Jason Hayward, the old Cardinal, 063 and 16 at bats. And then you look at Rizzo. Rizzo actually has good numbers. He's the one person who does. He's hitting 9 for 18 with three home runs and six RBIs. So Flaherty been good in his career against Chicago as well. So I think uh, that that's something to keep in mind as well. And the Cardinals go up against Alec Mills. He's 2-1 and one with a 2.484 ERA. Excuse me. He struck out seven and walked one. Four runs, won five hits on a one home run in the six innings of work and a loss against Brewers on last Friday. Uh but he had a .93 ERA in two starts against St. Louis in 2019, according to MLB.com. Not a large sample size for any of these guys against uh, Mills. Bader's 0 for 5. Carpenter's 2 for 3. Uh, Edmund is 4 for 4. He's hitting 1,000. Fowler and Goldschmidt are each 0 for 5. Brad Miller, Tyler O'Neill are each 0 for 1. O'Neill did not start yesterday, and at the time of this recording, uh, it's not wasn't known why, to my knowledge. So it'll be interesting to see if he starts tomorrow. But uh, and then game two, as of right now, is is a bullpen game for both both teams. No starters announced yet for game two. But game one, I think, is a really intriguing matchup. You have a righty for the Cubs that has been pitching really well um, and has decent numbers against St. Louis and Flaherty, who is just downright filthy with his fastball slider combination, who has really good numbers against Chicago. That game's at 120. I think the Cardinals. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I think the Cardinals sweep tomorrow. I think Flaherty shines in his first start in three weeks and pitches the Cardinals to a win in game one. I think game two against the Cub bullpen. I think that as the home team in game two, I think the Cardinals win game two as well. My predictions haven't been great so far. I'll have to go back and, and actually see if my predictions have been correct. I was right I was right last night. I thought the Cardinals would lose to Darvish. Didn't think it'd be as frustrating. But And then I think that Carlson just needs a day off. I really do. I like Carlson. I think he's going to be fine. But I think he just needs a day off. I'm sure he'll start one game tomorrow because it's a doubleheader. Uh, but I think he needs just a day off. He's looked kind of just off at the plate. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that it'll be interesting to see if they pair Kisner or Weeders with Flaherty. Probably Kisner because they want to give Weeders a couple extra hours after the night game last night. But be sure to uh, keep your eyes open for, mark your calendars as well for tomorrow night, or tonight rather, after the games. Sean Sears and I, Sean Sears of Locked on Cubs, doing a live post-game show, giving our reaction to these two games as well as the three that have already been played in the five-game series. A lot of baseball to talk about. Hope you join us tomorrow. Again, my Twitter, at LJFastball, will tell you guys how to watch that uh, before we actually go on live. So be sure to look out for that. And head over to Locked on Cubs for uh, Sean Sears' reaction to the Cubs' two out of three wins so far against the Redbirds. But that's all I've got in this episode of Locked On Cardinals. My name is Lucas Smith, at LJ Fastball is my Twitter handle. The show's Twitter, at LO underscore Cardinals. Follow the show on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen on your podcasting platforms. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.